0: How's it going, everybody? Luke Buckley here. Joe Marino with you, as always. Charging Buffalo Podcast. chargebuffalo.net Going over there. Give us a look-see, if you will. Back for the post-free agency edition of the show. I would That would have been redundant if I said Charge Buffalo Podcast again. Uh, I mean, it could say post-free agency or post, the post-Bedlam episode.
1: The free agency has calmed down. Yes, yes. There's no more signings.
0: The free agency not-so-frenzy
1: yes. show. Yes. Well, uh, I guess it wasn't really a frenzy to begin with.
0: Not for the Sabres, at least. But there's lots of trades league-wide, but the Sabres did make some, some depth signings, some moves. Uh, there's still some news to talk about. Jack Eichel is still here. Jack Eichel is still here, which you will probably see in the title of the show this week. And we're here... Still, to talk about it, our misery is your entertainment.
1: Yes, I guess absolutely. You say. Yes. And you know what? Big things happened immediately after the charging Buffalo podcast last week. While we were driving home, the reported asking price for Jack Eichel from the Vegas Golden Knights came out, which apparently might not be true. Elliot Friedman saying that he heard otherwise, but Ryan Kennedy of the Hockey News reporting that the apparent asking price in a Jack Eichel trade from the Vegas Golden Knights, Peyton Krebs, Nicholas Haig, Riley Smith, and a 2022 first-round draft pick. Thoughts?
0: Now, I think it's been long enough where that could have changed five different times Most by now. Um, at this point, who even knows where anything stands with Eichel, we saw what happened uh, Friday nights. I think it was right
1: with the the statement. Yes, it was. Statement, I don't uh, remember if it was Friday or not, but it happened at like ten o'clock at night. I'm like, yeah. why are they, why are they issuing this statement about yeah. your displeasure with the Sabers organization at ten o'clock yeah. at night? Why are you waiting?
0: So, anywho, who knows that the price has changed? I mean, that was days before the the Vegas news was days before any of Correct. this yeah. happened. So. I'm sure even the Sabres organization is taking this day by day, and they're probably getting phone calls here and there and answering and taking conversations from there uh, whenever they come in.
1: Do you think that the statement has uh, any effect on trade negotiations at all? Do you think the Sabres are going to be like, do you think know, Kevin Adams, after seeing that statement, is like, oh, we got to get him out of here right now? See, from an outsider's perspective, I'd like to say no. Kevin Adams should
0: hold strong and say we don't have anyone to pay we don't care that this is 10 million on the cap you're gonna be here and you're gonna like it but at the same time thinking realistically do you want a guy like that really truly on your books when you do have Rasmus Delin that you'll have to pay um, and just naturally a hockey team to build so it's it's difficult of course from a realistic standpoint, if you're in Kevin Adams' shoes, if you're in the Pagula's Prada shoes,
1: do you want to do that? It's really frustrating. I don't know because, like, part like I part of me wants to say, "Hey, whatever, hold out for your the best return." But I'm sick of this. Personally, I'm sick of this. I just want it to be over the fact that this. We've been going on like three or four months now with, like, oh, when's this trade going to happen? Are we well, almost. We've been going, here? you and
0: I have been going more like two or so years with the uh, Jeff yeah. Eichel doom and gloom.
1: So, right now, the Sabres have a projected $28.6 million in cap space. And I think that's with Eichel on the books. So, like, I don't know what their plan is. All the bad contracts in the league have seemingly been traded already uh the coyotes took care of that so i don't know what they're going to do i truly have no idea what they're going to do um i part of me thinks they're just going to make a bad trade which i if you think if you're expecting anything better than a bad trade i think you're lying to yourself i don't think eichel is ever going to play for this team ever again cuz if he is still here by training camp he's not going to pass his physical it seems like it's agreed upon that he needs a surgery whether it's artificial disc replacement or a, right. a spinal fusion.
0: Whether that, he's healthy or not, yeah. it's it's either going to be he's not healthy or um, the Sabres are going to say it's this is not to our standard of what we thought you should do. So, no, he, he won't be cleared until the Sabres get their way. That's clearly not happening as it's clear. I mean, the real gut punch was seeing in the aforementioned statement that his agent, forgive me for not remembering their names, Peter Fish,
1: <laughs> yeah, and another Peter. <laughs> Peter's last Peter. name.
0: Uh, saying that they flat out expected a trade.
1: Yeah. By now, so it seems like well we've been speculating this for a while. It seems like the Sabers want a trade just as badly as Eichel wants a trade. So I, they definitely were expecting a trade. Both sides. And, obviously, they didn't get the return they want. And, yeah, I mean, you can't blame them. You're trading your franchise player. You threw away two seasons for this guy. Think of all of the marketing and promotions and dollars that they've put into this player. And yeah, it didn't work out. And that's okay. Um, and they just want to recoup the assets. And you can't blame them for that. But, I mean, are they holding him hostage? Yeah, I guess. But, like, when you think of it as the agents put, like, they're putting this guy's career on pause. Mm-hmm. he's not going to be able to play until he gets a surgery
0: that's right and it it's it's so easy to look at this because like I'm not taking any sides right now I think both sides can be seen as being in the wrong or they can both absolutely be, they can both be seen as being in the right it was it doesn't help Jack's case when you see videos of him on the ice taking slap shots. From angles that you'd wonder, can someone with an injured neck that requires this experimental surgery, would they really be able to do that? I don't want to sit here and say, I'm, I'm not saying that he's not injured. I'm not saying that he's faking it. Uh, I'm just saying when stuff like that comes out, it makes you wonder what the real story is here. Am I the only, am I wrong for
1: being confused over this whole mess? Like, no, it's a definitely a confusing situation. I don't know what to that's believe for anymore.
0: Sure. Someone is lying. That's just the the flat out truth. I'd say like mm-hmm. someone's lying here. Um, and of course, there's just been so much information that's come out since the exit interviews. So much to process. Uh, and neither one of them, neither neither side, Sabres or Jack, is going to be too keen. To just come out and say it flat out in the public, you know, right to our faces that, yes, there's going to be a trade, and yeah, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And we saw Jack allude to that loosely, that he has to do what's best for Jack Eichel. Um, and clearly, this statement is what he may have thought or his agents thought was best for Jack Eichel.
1: I don't think the statement really does anything for either side. Honestly, I think the Sabers are just gonna stand pat and wait until one of these teams pays up. But like, put yourself in the situation. Okay, uh, you know, put yourself in the situation for one of these teams. Okay, he needs the surgery. First of all, I imagine most teams will just let him get the surgery because after listening to Eichel's doctor on the Thirty One Thoughts podcast talk about the surgery, seems pretty good. I highly recommend that everyone listens to it. Obviously, I came into it thinking of, okay, this is probably going to be a load of garbage. It's going to be one-sided, but like he laid out his points. Obviously, he's a doctor. He knows more than I will ever know about artificial disc replacements and spinal fusions, and seemed, he made it seem like the artificial disc replacement was miles better than the the spinal fusion. It seems like he's going to require a few two or three more surgeries before he's an old man uh, if he does get the spinal fusion, but correct. I don't know if you can correct me if I'm wrong. I was about to say that, but if the disc replacement fails, I believe the next step is just another spinal fusion. So why not just let him get the disc replacement? It seems like the best option. It seems like the best option for him to prolong his career and play at an elite level. And also the Sabres main point is, Oh, it's never been done on an NHL player, but it's been done on professional athletes and athletes in general, like the doctor mentioned that it's been done on hockey players before, just not NHL players. You can't make medical advances if you're too scared to try it. And this seems like the right chance to take. But let me ask you this. i, I was getting back to my point here. Uh, about putting yourself in the other team's shoes on why they're not getting good enough offers. You're the Sabres. Should the Sabres give up a first uh B plus level prospect and a player for Vladimir Tarasenko right now. No, exactly. <laughs> okay, and I'll put yourself in the wild shoes with all of the question marks with the surgery, the neck, ten million dollars flat cap. You got the big old buyout penalties from Parise and Suter. Would you give up Pari- uh Would you give up Boldy, Rossi, and two first round picks for Eichel right now?
0: Mm. No.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the that's got to be the asking price. It's
0: a difficult situation. If you want to get really granular, though, here, okay, you could look in and be like, well, that would essentially be using the money that you're going to give Boldy and all them down the line. Yeah, for Eichel and you know, does having two mega stars make up for whatever you need them? But no, I don't think that deal is um, on the table for Minnesota, like you said. They're, they're restructuring their books right now.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're going to want Boldy and Rossi to play right. while you have those big old exactly. cap penalties. You
0: want one of those guys to turn into your Brayton Point.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough to find a team that one can, doesn't have to give up all of that money <laughs> that the Sabres don't want. They, don't, they can take on the money. They can take down the $10 million Eichel contract. Because the Sabres, they don't want to take on bad contracts for whatever reason. I don't understand. They don't want to take it on. They probably don't want to retain salary, in which I made a tweet on, I believe it was Sunday, saying how, hey, they should probably retain salary. If you want to get a good return, you should retain salary. And so many people were like, oh, no, you can't do that. I encourage you all just go on Cap Friendly, heck, turn on franchise mode on IHL 21, and just play play with it go a couple years down the road and enjoy your 40 million dollars of cap space and see what you're gonna do with that you know does that make sense yeah it does if they retain 3 million on Eichel and make him a 7 million dollar player that's so much more manageable Mm -hmm. for any team and probably encourages them to be like hey I'll give you another first or two first round picks. I'll give you this prospect. I'll meet your asking price because the cap is flat. It's not going up. It, you got to – I mean, I think people worry too much about the salary cap when it doesn't really matter. Have, has a salary cap mattered to the Sabres in the last 10 years? No. No, it hasn't. But when you – if you go to a, 10 random Sabres fans and ask them, hey – What's the biggest issue to this team right now? I bet 8 of them would say Kyle Oposo and Jeff Skinner's contracts. You know? Like it just doesn't make any sense. You got the cap space, weaponize it. And that counts as weaponizing it. Retain salary. Okay, if the Sabres went out and signed I don't know Brandon Saad to a 5-year mm-hmm. deal at 5 million bucks. That's retaining half of Eichel's salary. Would you rather have Brandon Saad or a good return in an Eichel trade plus the premium assets that you're going to get for retaining salary on Eichel? It's, it's the same thing. That's a good way of putting it. It's the same thing. Yeah, that, that's a really good way of putting it too. Um, They're not going to pay power for at least another two, two three years. They're not going to pay their top three pick in 2022 for at least another three, four years. 2023 first, that's another three, four years. I think it's just the idea of it being dead cap. Who cares? That scares people. People are always saying, let's buy out Oposo. Let's buy out this guy. People don't care about dead cap. I don't care about dead cap. They're going to be a garbage team for at least another two years. Well, maybe it could be, I don't know, maybe people
0: feel like you're automatically losing the trade or something. It could be a whole lot of psychological things. You're automatically
1: losing the trade if you are one, not willing to retain salary, and also, two, not willing to take on bad contracts because the Sabres have cornered themselves into what has become an impossible trade to make. Mm-hmm. It I'm going to call that. There's no way that they can make this trade happen unless they take a ridiculously bad return. And I'm talking like the O'Reilly trade where it's a late first-round pick, a B-level prospect. Uh, a second-round pick, and cap dumps. Like, we're talking about that. Or if you want a semi-good trade, you need to retain salary or take on bad contracts. I think taking on bad contracts is more likely than retaining salary. But if you retain 3000000 million, I'm not even saying retain half. Retain some. Try and get that value up. And I know some people are going to think I'm crazy here, but this just makes so much sense. They already have so much cap space now. When you go into the future and Oposo is not on the books anymore, that's another $6 million free where you're going to have to you they're still going to have to get to the cap floor. I don't know. It's completely manageable. I get it's five years, and I know some people are like, oh, we don't want to be paying a penny for this loser. No. Get a good return. This is your captain, your franchise player that you invested so much into. You have to get a good return. And doesn't mean okay, hold out for the rest of the season. If they were like, "Hey, let's retain three, four million on Eichel for the next five years," tomorrow, I bet half the league will have rein- reinvigorated interests in trading for Jack Eichel. Just saying.
0: No, it's it's really well said. Um, but again, my my position's the same. I just think that. Uh, the like, it's a psychological thing for most fans. I think I really do think that. Where it's it's just uh, they see it as kind of a, a sign of weakness. Defeat. Maybe another sign that the Sabers are a weak franchise. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean they are. They yeah. are what they, they are. are. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's still here. He's. I don't. I don't see a trade happening anytime soon. I don't know. I. I, I could see, see it.
0: at this point dragging into the season, perhaps.
1: Yeah, I don't think he'll be playing for them. I could see him showing up to camp on the first day, having his physical, mm-hmm. taking his hi. My name is Jack Eichel, and this is my sixth year at uh, camp. Do you think he'll get son. that far? I don't know. Do guys ever hold out? I feel did Reinhardt hold out for camp a few years ago with the bridge deal? I think it dragged he might into have. camp.
0: I think yeah. I think yeah. It didn't happen with Ristolainen, did it? It
1: came close.
0: Okay. I think it, it did close. happen with Reinhardt, though.
1: Yeah, Reinhardt might have been a little late. But, yeah, I wonder if he's going to have the picture where he's holding the sign up. That'll be interesting. Also, the, I'm not suggesting he's going to play for them. But, like, what if that does happen? Is he still the captain? Or are they going to strip him of the C? What's going to happen? I think to save face, they'll keep it on him. I don't know.
0: That would just create unnecessary drama.
1: I mean, if he's not playing, they're, they're not going to have a captain anyways, regardless uh, yeah. if they trade him or not. They're just going to roll with a few guys wearing A's, actually. No, it's, the storylines are only going to get more and more like a soap opera
0: once the season gets closer to starting. When is training camp? When's the
1: first day? It's in like six weeks, <sighs> seven weeks. I don't know. It's going to get real fun. I don't really care, honestly. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't either. Uh, it, it's going to get real fun, though,
1: to 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 track as it gets closer. Ugh. This is going to be a horrific season. Eichel watch. can watch. I can watch. Yeah. You know, it'll probably get traded in two hours right when we finish uploading the show. All right, what do you want to talk about first? Uh, the assistant coach and player development hires or the free agency signs? Let's get to the players. The okay. players,
0: I think, is the, the more pressing hot-button issue, if you will.
1: All right. We'll start with Will Butcher, uh, free agency day. They acquire f- a former player of interest from the college free agent, Will Butcher. The Devils retained like a million dollars in his salary for whatever reason. And Buffalo also got a 2022 fifth-round pick. They got that fifth-round pick back from the Simmons trade. They they've recouped that asset a different year, but they got that fifth back. For future considerations, so I mean, good trade. That's fine. I mean, they finally took on cap. They got a draft pick, it a late round pick, but and, cool.
0: And got a player that was sought after a long while ago. The Sabers kind of went on a ghost of free agents, a ghost of college free agents past, as I like to say, a spending spree. Jimmy Schult, I believe, is yeah. one that I remember talking about Jimmy Schult on this show. When he was a free agent, like three or four years. Yes, ago. <laughs> yes, and we we discussed that one, uh, but that's coming later on. But yeah, Will Butcher, NHL guy, he can play.
1: I think sure. he's going to play with Mark Pesek. I think that's the Pesek that's the pairing
0: was one that I was very excited about. The does he find his way into the forward lineup? next no, year at some point? Because no, that was so. a real thing with the Panthers. Yeah, he was playing forward for them. Uh, he's listed on Cat Friendly as right D slash right wing.
1: I mean, you never know.
0: We, uh, we've seen some wacky things with the lineups. We've seen 7D play numerous times. That was a Jason Botterill years.
1: problem, though.
0: But they did it this year, too.
1: Yeah. But, well, that's because, well, of, because of Jason Botterill. Not trading any defensemen. Uh, yeah, I think – but I don't love Butcher as a player. I liked him in college, but, like, he just hasn't delivered at the NHL level. Good trade. I mean, it's basically a nothing trade, but yeah. he's a warm body. You need warm bodies. I like the Pesek signing. One year, 900K. He came back. He came back at the beginning of the Eichel era, and he's here at the end. And now he's here at
0: the end. Uh, so, no, it's it's a nice reunion uh to see him come back I believe he was in Dallas. Yeah, he was last in Dallas year. last year. Yeah. So it's 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 nice to see him back. You yeah. know, uh it's it's always cool, heartwarming. They want players
1: that want to be here and he's essentially the headliner.
0: Yeah. Does he want to be here or did he have nowhere else? I can't see I... there not
1: being a very big market for him. Yeah. He I can't imagine many other teams are offering him nine hundred K either. Mm-hmm. Uh, So
0: whatever, he knows his way around the city, I'm sure.
1: Also, before we get into the rest of these guys here, I like that they didn't really go big spending on free agents. It's burned them so many times in the past. Let's just just stop signing guys to long-term deals. The common theme, one year. One year and cheap. Good.
0: This was a Darcy Regeer, Tom Golisano free agency. Mm-hmm. If ever
1: there was one, in this Pagula era, well, if you think about they, they either do one year or ridiculous long term deal. Mm-hmm. I think Cody Egan is like the only two year, big big ish money deal that they've signed in recent memory.
0: Yeah, they don't use free agency to kind of plug holes, right? They yeah, do it for, AHL for depth, HL, and yeah. a, you know one shot only uh big splash reclamation projects. Right. Right. Um and then they make the occasional promising trade in the yeah. offseason. season. Uh but no again, nothing
1: too sexy to look at really. Uh I like the Vinny Hinnestroz signing. One year one point oh five million. I think he's gonna play in their top six. That was the big fish he put year. up decent production in Chicago. He last did. Year. He
0: did. He played twenty six games last year and had twelve points. Which yes. is
1: that's fine. He's produced at the NHL level and his he's been he's been around. He's mm-hmm. played in Chicago, Arizona. There's familiarity with Don Granado from was when he in Carolina before. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. But Granado was an assistant in Chicago, I believe, so he's got some familiarity with Henestrosa. So, yeah, that's cool. I think he'll play. He'll probably play in the top six. Maybe he'll play with Cousins. Who knows? played in
0: um, Florida, apparently. Yeah, also, I don't know Last if
1: Granato had familiarity with John Hayden when he was in Chicago or not, but Hayden, one year, 750, face puncher, right? power forward. I, he'll probably make the team. He'll probably be a 13th or 14th forward. A lot of
0: these guys, I think, uh, a few of these forwards are probably going to figure in to the the Mm -hmm. the game day lineup he's not very good
1: but you know get some snarl into the lineup so Dylan Cousins (laughs) doesn't have to get in fights
0: exactly some yeah some 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 snarl like you said
1: uh more snarl Ryan McInnes I believe he played some games for Columbus last year former second round pick of the Coyotes in 2014 yeah nothing nothing much there again Tough guy. I think he had zero points. Yeah, zero points. I think he played a handful of games for the Blue Jackets last year. Uh, we got our goalies, Craig Anderson and Aaron Dell. They were signed in the late hours of the night. Uh, Anderson's definitely going to be the backup. Uh, I listened to the Thirty One Thoughts podcast. Sounded like the Sabers sold him on, "Hey, you can be a mentor for Uko Pekalukinen," and he was like, "Okay, sold." So, and he, I thought Anderson was going to retire. He came back. And one-year deal, 750000 a one-way deal. So that indicates to me that he's going to be on the Sabres. Aaron Dell a two-way deal, also 750000 Initially, I thought that he was probably just going to be the backup, but it sounds to me like they're going to give Uko Pekalukin an every chance that he can to make this team. So there's going to be some competition. It, it's- they got four guys who can potentially make this lineup for goalie.
0: This is better than going into the season with Dustin Tokarski
1: and And Uko
0: Pekalukin as your two starting goalies. So you fill it out with two guys who were pretty much on taxi squads all last year. Uh, But I like that idea of Anderson kind of being a mentor. Uh, I don't know if I want Lukanen seeing much of this team, I, though, next yeah, year. Yeah, I
1: agree. I would prefer Lukanen as the starter in Rochester.
0: Yes. and I, I, So I don't know what kind of mentoring Anderson can do from however many miles away Rochester is <laughs> yeah. from Buffalo. Uh, but
1: I guess it's an interesting concept. and well, Maybe they'll put him in Rochester.
0: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Go with Aaron Dell and and Tukarski. Tukarski.
1: Well, uh, you know what? I think I saw today that uh, the good story guy, the goalie, what the heck's his name, Hauser? Mm-hmm. Hauser signed an AHL deal with Rochester okay. today. so, so he's so on
0: standby. He'll, be, right. he'll
1: probably be in Cincinnati if they haven't gone bankrupt. I know they didn't play last year, but mm-hmm. maybe they'll be back. Uh, I mean, we, we saw last year. Uh,
0: I it was, Hauser, was he on an AHL contract last he year was. when he was signed? so yeah.
1: He went through it last year. Uh, oh, people were Saying that he should be given a shot to be the starter. I haven't seen those takes in a while, but I remember people were getting mad at me when I said that he's not an NHL goalie.
0: I don't know if you were doing this too, but last Wednesday, once all of the real, legitimate goaltenders were signed, I went over to Cap Friendly and I brought up, let's see who the top UFA mm-hmm. goaltenders are available. And I figured, well, they're not signing Tuka Rask. Yeah. There might have been one or two other names on I'm there. I'm
1: surprised Devin Dubnik hasn't been signed yet. Yeah. I thought he was gonna be the guy.
0: Uh yeah. Is he I thought,
1: retiring? He's he's older.
0: I thought for sure it would be Dubnik who'd be coming over, and there was one more name on there who I thought was, was possible. And I
1: don't think any other goalies have signed since yeah. but then.
0: the more the more I looked at the list, it kind of started like swimming around in my head. I was thinking they're gonna sign Craig Anderson. <laughs> but but at the same time, I was thinking, like, no, that he's 40 years old.
1: I was shocked when they signed Craig Anderson. I really yeah. thought he was going to retire.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, hey, you know what? Another Anderson who played here, Derek Anderson with the Bills, <laughs> was here. He was near the end of his career. He wound up starting a few games, didn't play good. Yeah, uh, But who knows if he passed some knowledge on to uh, Josh Allen, maybe Craig Anderson. I mean,
1: what can one goalie share with another goalie? Oh, you know what? Curtis McElheny. Was he another name that you were thinking McElhenney,
0: of? McElhenney he might have been, but I think he's I'm bound. he hasn't signed. He's, he's thirty eight. He's figured in firmly to the backup on a contender role. Yeah. He's the Craig Billington to Patrick Watt. Corey Schneider. These days.
1: Louis Deming, John Gillies, um, Dubnik, Anders and Nilsson, but then he there was, was injured all of last year. Henrik like Lundqvist, that's it.
0: J.F. Berube or whatever. Yeah, or, J.F. Uh, Berube. Who's the other Chris something? Antoine Bibo. Antoine Bibo, I think, is there. one. Philip
1: Roger. Be... Michael Hauser is on this list.
0: Right. It's not a good list, and obviously, Tuka Rask still isn't signed, but he's not
1: going anywhere. Yeah. Um. So... Uh, do you think Rask is going to go back to Boston, even though they signed Allmark? I think he will. I think even if it spills into the
0: season, but then again, they have rookies who played quite well last year. Jeremy Swayman. They traded one of them, uh,
1: Vladar, to Calgary for a third-round
0: pick. I do remember that now. Like, uh, kind of went under the radar, but that's a good. Get yeah, for so Swayman.
1: Calgary. I believe Swayman doesn't have waiver waivers, so he can go to Providence if they mm-hmm. do sign. Uh, Rask,
0: but we'll
1: but see. Swayman did look good last year, uh, so one you, idea that I heard. What do you think of the Allmark contract? Five years, four years, five million. Good for him. Uh, I heard it was wasn't it was it less than what the Sabers I believe offer him? It was the same. So the same. In all okay. things equal, you're picking Boston over. Good, Buffalo. For, and
0: you know I have no problems. Great guy. Good man. Good man. Posted a heartfelt uh, thank you to the city. He's appreciated for the city. He said go Bills, of course, at the end, too. Buffalo is entrenched in his heart, I'm sure. So, good for him. He chased the bag. Now he's going to chase championship. championship. Uh, and Boston made a lot of moves. They were kind of the L.A. Lakers of the NHL
1: free agency period. Brought a lot of guys. They lost a lot lost of guys, lost David Krejci. And Kasha and uh nick ritchie both mm-hmm. at
0: toronto but i'm i'm really fascinated to see how how Allmark does there i think that
1: i wouldn't have paid him that much i think that term i wouldn't have done i think i would have done that dollar amount but on like a bridge deal
0: well i i think uh i think it's good for for Allmark's age you know uh how old is he, he What like 27 20, 27 something like how that? often is a 27 year old Young goaltender coming off of a 918 18 save percentage. He had a winning record. A winning here. record on a horrible team. Yeah. He can do pretty good behind Charlie McAvoy and company. Um, and is it bad if my mind went to Matt Grizzlick after? I'm no. I'm a big, no. big Grizzlick fan. I yeah, love Matt Uh, But, no, they have a really good defense there. So good for Allmark, finally playing in a stable situation. Uh, I'm sure he won't mind if it comes to it splitting time with Tuka Rask rather than Carter Hutton. I think there's a <laughs> better yes. comparison to be made there. <laughs> uh but no, I'm 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 happy for Allmark. Best of luck to him and I'd like to see him uh do well. Do well and
1: but not too don't well. Don't want the
0: Bruins to go far, but I'd like you know it'll be cool to see Allmark uh win.
1: On the topic of uh Sabres that left Jake McCabe 4 years 4 million in Chicago.
0: Now that's a lot of money. I think we said on the podcast with Curtis one of the questions from one of our listeners was, What's your ceiling for Jake McCabe? And I said three and a half about mm-hmm. there.
1: I would have done four million on like a one year deal mm-hmm. just to like bridge the gap to power. I would have done four years. I like McCabe. McCabe was good last year. That's such a perfect landing spot for him, though. He's in he's from Chicago now. He lives mm-hmm. there. He's mm-hmm. got a that, wife and a kid now, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, good for him uh chicago hopefully chicago improved a lot this offseason i know they they gave up a king's ransom for seth jones but they got mark andre Fleury for free they added jake mccabe they're trying taves is going to be coming back they're going to chicago's put themselves into a good
0: spot they're trying to make one last charge at it yeah is what they're trying to blame them right um i mean yeah you still have patrick king playing an mvp level every year surround to brink it with more guys uh, they they got Kirby Doc will be playing the full season, right? So you won't have guys, uh, you know, random guys as you'd call them guys, yeah. to, in the lineup. And then Kevin Lankinen with the, your your new young goalie in nets. They've got good
1: goalie depth. They mm-hmm. Suban and uh, Delia are their mm-hmm. American League goalies. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right, Colin. Uh, Colin Delia, Delia, however you say it, um. He 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 was pretty good. A couple he had a good, some good showings a couple years ago. I don't know if he played last year. Yeah, I don't know. He maybe he had Texas to have played Club. a few games, maybe. Um, but no, they they are they do have sneaky good depth there. So maybe they can find their way back to the playoffs. Uh, but I'm trying to think of the other teams in their division. Um,
1: Toronto got better.
0: Yeah, everyone in the Central actually tried making moves, but yeah, Toronto got better.
1: They who did they add? They added Andre Kasha is the Kasha Casha's the Richie uh Marazic replaced Anderson. Right,
0: which arguably is better. Um we'll see how that turns out.
1: And I feel like they added they made some other nice additions too. They added Bunting and the the goon that played for San Jose, I forget his name. The one that kept crossing the line in warm ups.
0: Oh man, wait the big guy. Let me go to their team, because it's gonna gonna kill me now.
1: <laughs> I, I, I completely forgot his name. His name completely escaped me.
0: Ooh, wasn't Curtis Gabriel. Yeah, it was right? Curtis, Curtis Gabriel. Gabriel okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that it was him. Who else did they had? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, Toronto made some pretty good additions. I mm-hmm. and they signed Josh Hosang to a professional tryout. Uh Detroit got better too. Yeah, they had a pretty decent July, not July 1st. They they signed Pia Suter.
0: One thing on Hosang. when does that tryout take place? Is this poor guy just going to have to wait six weeks for training camp to get his tryout? I
1: believe so. (laughs) Yeah, the the Red Wings also signed Jordan Osterley. They picked up Alex Nedeljkovic in that trade. So, yeah, good on them. Pretty decent moves for the Red Wings. Let's yeah, we we're going over the division, so why not just keep going with that? Keep Florida. Going Florida, they kept everyone mm-hmm. essentially. Resigned Bennett. Yeah, they re-signed Bennett. They're gonna I'm sure they're closing in on a contract with Reinhardt. They picked up Zach Dolphy. Now
0: is, is Spencer Knight going to be their backup? Uh, next I imagine
1: year? a start and then Bobrovsky's just gonna fall off and then mm-hmm. he's gonna take the job. They kept Montour. They kept him. Yeah, they they kept everyone, mm-hmm. so good on them. They extended uh, Carter Verhage to a to three-year deal, so good on the Panthers. I think the Panthers are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for Buffalo, uh, their pick is going to be low in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montreal, uh, Mike Hoffman, a three-year deal. They kept Joel Armia, or Yoel, as uh, Yo-El, everyone yeah. is referring to him now. And the the Habs, they signed pretty much every French-Canadian-sounding player available. Cedric Paquette, Matthew Perrault, also uh, David Savard, Chris Weidman. Uh, I think that's it as far as NHL impact players for them. Montreal's been thrown out. Their name's been thrown out there for uh, Jack Eichel a little bit as of late. What do you think about them as a potential Eichel trade? I think they're one of the best-case scenarios. There's a lot of good young players, even though they're probably saying, "Hey, no Nick Suzuki or no Cole Caulfield."
0: Right, right, but there's still some young talent on that team uh, that is already playing in the NHL. You don't even have to worry about prospects. But if you are thinking about prospects, is
1: Ryan Paling obviously is uh, or is, is he falling off a he's cliff? He's old, yeah. He's old. He's like really? twenty. He's like middle stats age. Oh boy. Well, um. You know, I'm I'm gonna throw out my Eichel trade prediction. Oh. I do think he might go to Montreal. It's gonna be like Kakhniyami. I think he'll be the guy. Kakhniyami gonna be the main piece, and I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, Kakhniyami Romanov, uh, Jonathan in Paul Byron, a first and a second. That's my prediction.
0: I would love Romanov. That'll be a fun addition. Um, but I I think it will just be. I mean, for the same reason I said before. A lot of young, good roster players. Um and plus, if I'm gonna be honest, Jack would look really nice in uh
1: Canadians away uniform. He grew up a Canadians <laughs> fan. I remember Did he really? like around draft time, I remember like the get to know Jack Eichel videos that NHL posted on their YouTube channel. I'm pretty sure he said he was a Canadians fan. Hmm. Don't quote me on it, but I feel yeah, I feel like uh, he was a Canadian's fan. I feel I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Montreal. I, I like Kokenmi and Romanov like I think they would probably be in the deal because in every reported ask the Sabres are asking for a defenseman of some sort and Romanov fits the bill. I'm gonna go back to the Canadians cap friendly page here. Mm-hmm. You look at their defense Petrie Charat, Savard, Edmondson, they're all there. that's four guys Kulak. Romanov and Weidman are there, too. I don't know. They. It's not like he's an odd man out or anything, but mm-hmm. I. he'll be on their third pair, so maybe he'd be in the deal. I feel like if they added a couple first-round picks instead of one in my idea that I think could potentially happen, I feel like I'd be okay with that mm-hmm. compared to what they likely get from anyone else. Two first-round picks— Kakaniemi, Romanov, Drouin, and Paul Byron to make the cap work. I'd, I think I'd be okay with that. I, I Whatever. Get it done. Get the best return you can. Yeah. Ottawa really didn't do much, right? They traded Dadnov to Vegas for Nick Holden. They signed Michael Delzato. I think that's it.
0: Yeah, but still they're a team to— They're, gonna,
1: they're on the rise. They're right. on the rise. Right. Tampa— they lost their third line, but they brought in Corey Perry, who is now the new Marion Hosa. He's mm-hmm. cup chasing. You can't can't beat him, join him, you know? Uh, Zach Bogosian came back on a three-year deal worth 850000 and Brian Elliott came in. And they also traded Tyler Johnson for Brent Seabrook. And teams just completely let the Tampa Bay Lightning take advantage of the salary cap. Right, <laughs> the the Bogosian one.
0: Uh, I, I I I don't get how they keep getting away with this. For one, with I mean, obviously, if you're a guy like <clears throat> sorry, if you're a guy like Zach Bogosian who is probably aware of his physical abilities at this point, signing a three year deal worth a hundred or worth eight hundred fifty thousand dollars yeah. every year is a, a no brainer. So good for him. We're somehow finessing another team out of a uh, a contract like that. I mean, a relatively large contract for someone like Zachary An Extended
1: Ocean. Braden Point to right.
0: $9.5 But, I mean, it doesn't matter who's on your defense when you, you also have Ryan McDonough, Victor Hedman, Hedman, Eric yeah. Chernak, Mikhail Sergachev, so you
1: could plug anyone into those bottom two and it doesn't really matter. All right, we just went over the whole Atlantic division. Where are the Sabres finishing? Last, of course. Last. Definitely might um, get swept by the Senators. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. How many games does this team win next year? That's what I'd like to know. Yeah,
0: I'd say like twenty-five.
1: They're a fifty-point team. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you have some well, the overtime, losses. For the overtime losses. It's like a sixty-point 50, team.
0: Fifty-seven points. <sighs> Let's shoot for for fifty-seven points. Can are the Coyotes better than fifty-seven points?
1: I don't think so. I really. I the Carter Hutton is their starting goalie. For God's mm. sake. He's blind.
0: They really took any promise that they had as an organization and <laughs> destroyed it in the
1: matter of a week. Yeah, because they, they traded Kemper. They had a pretty good return for Kemper. First-round mm-hmm. pick in Con- Connor Timmons. Timmons. Right. The man with two different colored eyes. Uh, yeah, he's got a blue he's eye a and wolf. a brown eye. Yeah. Ooh, wow. um, I feel like the Coyotes will be worse than the Sabres. I think the Sabres— Surprisingly, the Sabres have more credibility to their roster than the Coyotes— Actually, do they? Yeah, cap friendly only has four defensemen listed uh, on for the Coyotes on their team. Yeah, yeah, they lost like their whole defense. Well, they they got oh added Strawman. What do they have? They have Chikrin, Strawman. Goss Bear and Ilya Labushkin. Labushkin, I'm sure uh, Soderstrom will make their team.
0: Timmins, do you think he'll play?
1: Oh yeah, Timmins and Soderstrom will make their team. They'll be younger. Kyle Capo Bianco, don't count him oh, out. Yeah, yeah, he's played some games. Yeah, they've they've got some guys. Um, they have warm bodies. Or we're looking at Cameron Crotty. <laughs> Cam Dineen, Maybe he'll make the team this mm. year. 2016 second, third round pick, whatever he was. I think the coyotes are gonna get Shane right. That's my lottery prediction. Oh, God, and I hate yeah. it. So one team will get retribution for losing the McDavid lottery. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Sabres or the Coyotes will win the lottery next year. No, oh. well, you know what? It'll be Edmonton one, Buffalo two, Coyotes three. We'll get a little uh Deja vu there, right? The Coyotes with seven picks in the top two rounds next year. Yeah, they, what, they have five second round picks. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's not fair. That no. could have been the Sabres. That really could have been the Sabres. Imagine, yeah. imagine if the Sabres, you know, I know Vancouver probably had interest in Reinhardt and Ristolainen. If I'm Vancouver, I would have been offering. That same package, plus more to the Sabres for Reinhardt and Ristolainen in that one trade, ninth overall, and all those cap dumps, that would have been a great trade for Buffalo. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's only like a handful of picks more than what they got for Ristolainen. So you would have needed more, a lot more probably. But if you could have gotten that... And some. you could have gotten more picks. I don't know. Is Johan Larson the top center on that team
0: next year? Or they have Nick Schmaltz. Uh, They have Schmaltz and Dvorak. We'll see if
1: they're traded Mm. before. I think Dvorak probably gets traded, but maybe Johan Larson might be a top six center on that team next year. It'll be a fun one to watch. Worth the NHL TV subscription just to... Yeah, we might be having to keep a close eye out on Mm. those Coyotes again.
0: That's right. We can actually do a show during a tank.
1: Yeah, That's where, we, we just yeah. missed out. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're tanking. I, I know there's this one angry follower I have that got mad at me, one of the people that got mad at me for suggesting they should have traded Allmark again. I'll pat myself on the back again for that. Mm-hmm. Um, saying, oh, they're definitely tanking. They let McCabe and Allmark go. They're going to trade Eichel. Like, what other choice do they have? Are they going to put a gun to McCabe and Allmark's head to stay? No. they there's a collective bargaining agreement. These players mm-hmm. earned the right to go to unrestricted free agency. Why would they want to stay? And you know what? I thought about this on my drive here. The perception of the Buffalo Sabres organization with this whole Eichel thing with the surgery, who in their right mind will ever sign here mm-hmm. until they are like a bona fide playoff team? I just don't see it. We're going to be in a deep hole for a long time. I don't see how a playoff team gets built with the people in charge ever. With the Pagulas, they, they, they're, they're incompetent. They're incompetent. And their incompetence is showing with the stadium talks right now for yes, the Bills. The
0: tone deafness here is just showing in in both of their ventures. I can't imagine
1: working for their oil company. No, how they're, how, did, how they, They're probably not making money anymore. That's how, why they're cheaping out.
0: How did a business owned by Terry
1: Pegula figure out how to drill down to oil. <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely don't know. It's very frustrating. I I don't know. Where do we go from here? Who knows? Speaking of the Coyotes, they just signed Travis Boyd to a one-year deal.
0: Former Capital,
1: former Capital, former Leaf, former Canuck. Mhm. So there's another depth signing for the Coyotes. We'll keep an eye We'll have a weekly Segment on the Coyotes tank watch. To keep the tank watch. We'll make some sound effects. We'll we'll, pr- we'll produce it. You'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Yeah. Anything else on off season talks before we touch on the coaches? Nothing. No. All right. The uh, Don Donnie Meatballs found his assistant coaches. He did. Uh, Dan Girardi decided not to continue behind the bench. He's going to go back to his player development role for family reasons. Adam Mayer going away from the bench in Rochester to, and to, I believe, the director of player development, taking his spot, Michael Pecca, who is leaving the Capitals player development staff. He was primarily working with the taxi squad, I believe, working with Connor McMichael. McMichael was on the, the Capitals taxi squad, my one of my favorite young players in the league. Uh, so Michael Pecca takes Mayor's spot as Rochester Amherst's assistant coach. Looks like he's going to be charge of the power play, helping guys on face-offs and whatnot. So, yeah, that's a good ad. It's mm-hmm. a good ad. I'd I like that ad for uh, Pekka to be around the young guys in Rochester. Jack Quinn, J.J. Paterka. He's a former captain. He'll have some experiences to yeah. share
0: about winning and playing some uh, hard-nosed hockey.
1: I bet Michael Pekka will be behind the Sabres bench at some point in yeah. the near future. I'm surprised Brian Gianta wasn't named assistant coach for the Amricks at some point. Mm-hmm. I think he – I don't know if he's still in the organization. I know when he retired that he took some job in the Sabres organization. He was poking around at Harbor
0: Center every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember
1: camp. I talked to him at development camp. He was hanging cool. around. And I'm like, oh, what's what's new? And he's like, you'll see. You'll see. And I'm like, okay, cool.
0: What the hell thanks, is that? What the hell is
1: <laughs> – you're Brian Gianta, dude. Who are you trying to big time? <laughs> Uh okay, so on the Sabres bench now, obviously Donnie Meatballs, this Jason Christie character who I've never heard of before. Matt Ellis stays behind the bench, Marty Wilford and Mike Bales, who will uh take on the goaltending coach position. You're I'm cracking Sorry, up. I'm
0: still thinking about Brian Gianta <laughs> big timing you. <laughs> And, uh, you'll see <laughs> well, we haven't seen <laughs> he gave you false information this was many
1: years ago by the way I what had- year was this Well, he re- it was when he retired so <laughs> you'll it probably, see it was probably two or three years ago now <laughs> what did he mean by that I don't know My, there, something must have been in the works and it fell through who knows <laughs> that
0: must just be a response he has like an inside you'll joke see. he has <laughs> yeah that's too I funny know.
1: i think he mentioned too he was gonna coach his kids maybe i oh. don't know good for him okay, yep. he's enjoying for, the family life for all
0: of us that are going to
1: holiday rinks and watching uh peewee hockey <laughs> okay what what are your th- initial thoughts on the the bare bones assistant coaching staff here i don't i don't want to discredit these guys no but- no, I mean yes. they got to start somewhere, right? Yeah.
0: Um, Matt Ellis was behind for a few games last year because of COVID emergencies, so that's fine. Again, a guy who's rec- played in the NHL recently, so he has some knowledge share there. Um, I never heard
1: Christie. One of Christie or Wilford was a head coach in the ECHL. I remember hearing that. I don't remember which one though, but I really don't like that Dan Girardi isn't staying. And I, I wish him the best in the player development role, but it seems like because of family reasons he wasn't able to take on that big of a workload. But that really sucks because I think Girardi did a lot for Darlene and Yoki Haru. And I worry that I really worry about Rasmus Darlene's development here because the Sabres going into another rebuild. They're not going to be good losing for at least another two years. I'm worried about Rasmus Darlene's development and if he's gonna be able to take that step, another step, and then another step, mm-hmm. that really worries me.
0: Well, I mean, at least Girardi will still be around, though. Yeah, he'll still be around, um, but I'm not exactly keen on what a
1: player development guy does. I believe he'll probably be with. He'll probably be around Rochester. He'll be around mm-hmm. those guys. I'm sure he'll be around Harbor Center as well. So we'll see. But I'm worried. I'm worried. Again, I don't know anything about Jason Christie or Marty Wilford. Mike Bales was nicknamed the goalie whisperer. We haven't really seen that work yet in his few years here, but we'll see. Um yeah, it should be interesting. I like Donnie Meatballs though. Mm. I I wasn't too crazy about Matt Ellis running the power play last year either, but like who's passing who the puck. There's no Jack Eichel, so
0: I seem to remember Ellis being a special teams specialist though. In his time here, at least on the penalty kill.
1: Yeah, I remember. I don't him being know if he'll into... Was he on power play too?
0: He might have been guy put in the maybe, front of the net.
1: Maybe in the tank years. Mm. <laughs> maybe, but yeah, interesting to keep an eye out for that. Um, what else is going on? Is there anything else going on with the Sabers? I don't
0: think so. It, well, it doesn't sound like arena renovations are coming. In, oh so. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I believe blue... did they ask for that in the package? Yes.
0: Well the story as everyone knows, going the biggest story in Buffalo right now is the arena and the or the stadium rather and the Pagoulas asking price of one and a half billion dollars, four hundred million of which would go to renovating the arena. Cool. Cool, but get a new giant scoreboard. For some reason this tells me that the Pagoulas have no plans of their own that they need a surplus in money that they'd get for um, building a stadium, which I believe stadiums – stadium constructions often over go over their budget, I believe, too. So who knows how much of that $400 million would even be going towards the mm-hmm. arena. Um, and plus there's no shot that that deal gets passed in the first place. Uh, the public is not covering 100% of the stadium. So what – really is the plan then for the arena. If it's apparently contingent on getting the stadium deal done, they'll Um, get the
1: stadium deal done. They will. They will. will. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get full taxpayer funding here. I mean, Terry, you're worth billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. You can, you can put a dent into that. Believe Mm me. (laughs) (laughs) um okay i'm gonna ask your prediction question yes. next week will jack eichel be a buffalo saber when we we're recording the podcast yes okay I you'll tend still to be agree. here you'll still He'll be still here. be here mm-hmm. you know what until jack eichel is no longer a buffalo saber we're just gonna name every podcast he's still here yes. but we're just gonna add an l for yes. every episode yes we'll do that yes okay uh, if you had to pick a team, where you think he's going to end up?
0: See, lately I want to see Montreal. Where I'm at Terry right now. Terry doesn't
1: want him to be in the East, mm, let alone well, the division.
0: I'm sure he doesn't want to be in this position either, so he's yeah. going to have to suck it up because <laughs> something's going to to be done eventually. Where do you think? The Rangers. Okay.
1: I think They'll they're going to. Okay. I think... Chris Drury is an evil little genius. He's sniffing around being like, hey, we're still in this. He always strikes at the last
0: second. We're still in this. When you we're going to lowball
1: you. Our top 10 young players are all untouchable. And then he knows mm-hmm. that all these teams are skeptical. The Rangers have been in on him from the very get-go last year. And they're going to be the last one standing. And the Sabres are going to be like, hey, uh season starts tomorrow, You still want him. You know, we're all laughing. Maybe Drury's a smart one. Maybe. By not mortgaging their future for a guy who getting Ryan Reeves caving mm-hmm. into the worst soft pressure, but yeah. Uh that seems distinctively reminiscent of the pre tank Buffalo Sabres. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes for them. Um I you know, the Rangers their 2022 first-round pick intrigues me, but if they're not including Kapolkako in that deal, I have no interest at all. Mm-hmm. If uh, Vitali Kravtsov is the number one young forward in the trade, I'm not interested. But Why has Kravtsov's stock gone down? He just doesn't produce. I mean, I, I'll pull up his Elite Prospects page here, but if my memory serves me correctly. He, he, he just, didn't play a whole lot last year, did yeah, he? Yeah, he just doesn't produce. Isn't the same thing said, though, about Kapokako? Yes, but I have a lot more confidence in Kapokako than Vitaly Kravtsov. I think there's a much better body of work there. Mm. Mm. Like, 24 points in 49 games in the KHL. He got drafted in 2018. That was Daline's year. Mm. He had four points in 20 games after coming to the Rangers. Like, yeah, 16 goals in the KHL isn't terrible, but, like, I just don't really have a whole lot of confidence in him. Mm-hmm. I, oh okay, DJ Mitchell, just our friend from the Charging Buffalo, just put out sent a tweet to the Charging Buffalo. Oh, wait, okay. Chat. The projected 2022 Canadian World Junior roster, Oh, Craig Buttons picks. Owen Power and Brant Clark projected to be their top pair. So that's going to be really, really cool to watch. Uh, Shane Wright and Connor Bedard projected to make this team. That's going to be wow. really interesting. Uh, top line for Craig Button. Cole Perfetti, Kent Johnson, and Seth Jarvis. Mason McTavish, Shane Wright, and Connor Bedard. Zach Duke Maverick Bork, Dylan Gunther, Zachary Leroux, mm-hmm. uh, Ridley Gregg, and Jake Neighbors, Hendricks Lapierre, the extra forward. So, yeah, Canada, they look like they're going to be really good. And I think uh, Bedard, Bedard and Wright definitely make that team next year. It'll be a crime if Connor Bedard and... Right will make the team. He should have made the team last year, mm-hmm. but it'll be a crime if Connor Bedard doesn't make that team. That's going to be great. Kind of reminiscent of when McDavid made Team Canada. Uh, when no, because that was his draft year. I think McDavid was on Team Canada his draft year minus one as well, though. But similar. Uh, yeah, Shane Wright, man. I'm I'm all in. <laughs> yes, I'm all in for the next two years of drafts. Whatever that brings to us, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't. I, they're going to be a bottom feeder this year, but like I just can't see them tanking for Connor Bedard. I don't think they can. Mm-hmm. Like as much as I wish Connor Bedard was in this draft, uh, they just can't. They might be bad. They might be bottom five, six, and still win the lottery. But I can't see them bottoming out like that mm-hmm. intentionally, where they'll be going on year twelve of a playoff drought. You know, mm-hmm. but we'll see. We'll see. Okay, I I worry that we're gonna stop recording and then Jack Eichel is gonna get traded and we're gonna have to wait a week to talk about it.
0: Hmm. No. Well, I I'm free Thursday, <laughs> so
1: if it happens Thursday, you know, we could hurry in here. We can hurry in do an emergency podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, I think yeah, I got nothing else to say on these matters. Yeah, I'm I'm all good. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we maybe we wait until Eichel gets traded for the next podcast. Seriously? Yeah. Maybe. What else are we gonna talk about?
0: You know what? You're right. What else, unless else is there to do... talk about?
1: We're we... just gonna be repeating ourselves. And be like, oh, he's still here. We could do unless something there are breakthroughs. Fun. We could do a fun episode if you, yeah. any, if anyone has any suggestions, mm-hmm. feel free. But yeah, I believe. There's nothing really else to talk about. There's no free agents. No. Uh, Dalene's extension is looming. I'm, I'm sure uh, they're going to be working on that. The RFAs, mm-hmm. no Sabres were eligible for arbitration, I, I believe. So, yeah, that. We'll be back. We'll give it another. If we're not back next week, definitely the week after. We'll take it day by day. Well, maybe we'll uh, give some time so we have content to talk about in the yes. next episode. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah, any that all for today's show
1: yeah i believe right.
0: so well folks uh thank you very much for sticking with us um we'll talk to you whenever the news breaks whenever something happens whenever something happens uh thank you very much we'll be on standby we'll be on standby so uh enjoy the silence that's a reference to um a band um depeche mode some people will get that uh thank you very much for joining us everybody and we'll talk to you soon. whenever soon soon